Someone do me a favor if they could. Maybe Kevin Barker can help me out. Kevin, you seen Jose Barrios anywhere this year? No, I haven't seen him. I swear to God, he was listed as my starting pitcher tonight. And I know there was a guy out there wearing number 17. 6-5, the uh, Cleveland Guardians beating the Toronto Blue Jays. Jose Barrios. Four and two-thirds, eight hits, six runs, no strikeouts. It's the second time he's had a zero strikeout game this year. Um, He doesn't usually do that, Kevin. What are you seeing? Well, well, there's a couple of things. When when he doesn't have the, the uptick in velocity, you know, that fastball, that sinker's got to be somewhere around that 94, 95 consistently. That makes the spin on the, the breaking ball that much better. Spin wasn't there. It just, for whatever reason, he couldn't get it out front, the the, the velocity. Now, he did run in some bad luck. Uh, he had a jam shot. He had a, you know, an, at a bat with two strikes that – the the hitter did a good job of, of some plate coverage, hitting the ball down the third baseline. So, you know, beating the shift, did have some bad luck. But uh, what did he give up? Uh, he had uh, he gave up five hits with two strikes, with two RBIs. He gave up a home run with two strikes uh, to a left-handed batter. It's just one of those nights where you just didn't have your stuff. Now, that could have been the travel. I know the, you know, I hate to make excuses for these guys, and I'm, and I'm trying not to. But I've been in some games where you have some bad travel, throws off your routine, you show up to the yard, just don't have your best stuff. Now, hopefully he's not injured. That's the first thing that pops in your mind when you see 91, 92s instead of 94, 95s. Then you see Pete Walker walking out there and asking him, looked to me like he was asking him, what's up, what's wrong with you, are you okay, do you feel good? <clears throat> Seemed like he shook him off and told him to go away, which is a good sign. Didn't look like after he'd been taken out that he was – favoring anything or, or you know moving his arm or his shoulder around in certain motions maybe it's just a bad start but man when you come into a game on the road facing a starting pitcher like the Blue Jays were facing and you basically do nothing against a guy who had it over a 10 ERA coming into that game when you would think if right that that would be one of those games where you could get hot you could have better at bats you could start using a little bit of the whole field you could pass the baton with quality at bat after quality at bat and for whatever reason you know it's the same old sad story we have every single night we come on this show we come on Blair and Barker we talk about the same thing over and over and over again all year is the runners in scoring position and you can tell the at bats are bad uh, there's no other way to say it. There's, you can say mechanics. You can say standing too far off the plate. You can say they face tough pitching. Uh, you could say uh, they're not making adjustments on the ball the way. They're not even trying to use the entire field. Bottom line is they're supposed to be one of the best offensive teams in baseball, Jeff. They are dead last. The, the, when I checked coming into the game, they're 20 points lower with runners in scoring position Lower than the team that you always make fun of, the last team in the American League East. You want to say who that is, Jeff? No. Uh, by the way, I'm calling BS on myself. And uh, this is a flawed stat, his second start this year with no strikeouts. That includes a third of an inning in his first start of the year. So let's erase that. Let's pretend that, that, that the fact that he's had two starts this year with no strikeouts, because that's kind of, you know, Come on, he didn't get out of the first inning in the first game of the year. So let's re let's rewind the show all the way to the beginning and start over again. <laughs> Tom, play the music. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no strikeouts for Jose Barrios today, though. Uh, and Jose Ministral, the trainer, was out along with Pete Walker uh, just before uh, just before Jose Barrios was was taken out of the game. 
I mean, Kevin, I'm looking at his numbers against the Astros. Five and two-thirds, seven hits, one earned run, five strikeouts, two walks. I mean, maybe we uh, maybe we need to hold our hold our fire a little bit here with uh, Jose Barrios. It's you really know, it not. Was not. It was not. It was not. It was not good tonight. That's for sure. Uh, the conditions weren't the greatest either. I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna give him a mulligan. Okay, you could do that. I'm giving this, him a mulligan. We also this, know coming out of spring training. Remember what we what we talked about coming out of spring training. There was one starting pitcher who kind of suggested to everybody that he wasn't feeling the way he normally does coming out of spring, and it was him. Get okay. Get I could, you can buy into that two start three starts ago what's this his fifth sixth start already is this his fifth start sixth those those days are over like that, that's an excuse for me again the only thing you can look at I'm, i guess you can give him a mulligan they, the starting rotation especially the big three righties have been really good they've given them a chance basically every time they go out there this is one of those nights where the offense has to show up has to do things that we all expect they can do when you're facing a pitcher who ain't been very good who's not great at all and is basically getting you out with 86 88 mile an hour cutter a little elevated with a big yacker Lay off the yacker, look for the 88. How about that? Try that on for size. And then to to make things wor- worse, you go on the, the Blue Jays' website and you see Teoscar went deep again in, in the Florida State League. I mean, look, <laughs> it's, it's Kevin, all fine to Danny when, when Kevin, you know. obviously, listen, obviously they have a better handle on where Teoscar Hernandez absolutely. is than we do. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I understand silly. that. Uh, other people in social media are saying, we don't know. And with all due respect, those of you in social media don't know. If Teoscar Hernandez was good enough to play today, he would have been in the lineup. I mean, let's be clear. We're not dealing with stupid people here. There's a reason he's not up in the lineup. I mean, there is. Tell me why he wouldn't be. He's good enough if to go deep. he was ready to go. He's good enough to Come go on. deep in Florida is all I know. And when you see Lourdes Gurriel Jr., the, the Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s of the world, getting walked in front of him because he's hitting under 100 with runners in scoring position, be kind of nice to have your cleanup hitter back. I'm not saying that I know more than the Blue Jays know about Teoscar Hernandez. I just know when I flipped it on the website, I see him going back Lake yeah. City in Florida, and he kind of looked nice hitting cleanup. Maybe Lourdes could move down, and maybe you flip sure you want him Chapman. Or, you sure you or want who? him hitting cleanup in, the, uh, in a wet night and a damp night with an oblique injury? He could just DH. asking you. He could DH. He I'm not talking about hitting, too. I'm, I'm just saying that, that – Look, I expected him to be in the lineup. He'll be in the lineup at some point this weekend. Kevin, if they need Teoscar Hernandez to cure being one for 10 with the runners in scoring position, let's not play the rest of the year. Because even when Teoscar comes back and is, if he's good Teoscar, there's, what's that going to mean? They're going to be one for eight with runners in scoring position <laughs> instead of, or, or two for eight with runners in scoring position instead of one for 10. Sure. I mean, come on. Sure. Well, the at-bats have to get better. Can we both agree on that, that the at-bats have to get better? The the take the good one and swing at the, the pitcher's pitch consistently with runners in scoring position, That's that needs to get a little bit better. You know, that's sort of been the Blue Jays season that when a guy has a really good night at the plate, who in Bo Bichette was three for three, walks up with a runner on third base with less than two outs and has a however many pitch at bat he had and yeah. gets out in front and pops up to the, to the shortstop or the second baseman. That's sort of the Blue Jays season is even with a hot guy at the plate who's seeing the ball better than people that are around him, 
in situations where you need to just do a little something. You don't even need to get a hit. You just need to hit a little lazy fly ball to the center fielder to score the guy from third base. It's just one of those things where you can tell now. It's obvious when you're watching these games that sort of when one guy doesn't get it done, the guy behind him, you can tell it looks a little like here we go again. And who is going to be the guy that says enough's enough? somebody's got to gotta go. Every time I get to the plate, I'm getting a big hit somehow. And this is sort of going to be the only way I think anyway they get out of this is that one guy has to, you know, be in the right spot at the right Kevin, time. Kevin, let me that, ask that you That is this. a lot of it. It's a lot of luck. You're getting some guys come up like Lourdes Gurriel Jr.'s of the world who are struggling with runners in scoring position, and you see what the at-bats look like. So it is a little bit of luck. You need the right guy up, the right hot guy up at the right time. But – Somebody's going to have to step up and have some better at-bats. Let me ask you this, Kevin. George Springer came in to pinch hit for Bradley Zimmer in the ninth inning. Would you have pinch hit him for Rymel Tapia with uh, Zimmer on base? Kirk's already hit the home run. Tapia comes up in, what was it, 4-3? Then Bo popped up for Vladdy Walk Guerrero, hit into a fielder's choice. That was your ball game. Would you have pinch hit Springer? I don't care about the lefty-righty thing. George Springer, who's got a better chance to put the ball in the air? Get your sacrifice fly, maybe. Maybe make something happen. George Springer or Ryan Maltapia? I hate to be the guy, but I would have started him. Paid him a lot of money to play every single day. Yeah. He's, he's a great Again, athlete. Again, I you know, know you're shaking your head, and we all know the load management, and you're trying to keep these guys healthy for the entire season, and that's why Zimmer's here to give – George Springer the day off. You put him in right. You can put Zimmer in center. You can give him a day off on a travel day. A bet. I mean, uh, yeah. I guess if if you're if you're really nitpicking and you really think every single one of these at bats, you got to have a guy up pinch hitting. You know, well or well as anybody is the hardest thing to do in yeah, baseball. I need a fly to come ball, up and though. think you're going to have I, exactly. a really good at bat. It's tough. Well, Those are tough times. I, I so need a, the I answer need a to your question ball. is probably not. You wouldn't have done it. Probably not, no. Just because okay. it's very hard to do. He's, he, he's not used to it's doing okay it. It's okay to do Track it in the ninth inning, Track record's not very right? good when he does do it. It's okay to do it in the ninth inning, though. So, uh, well, again, they're down by a run. Yeah, but Z- Zimmer's okay. not a very good hitter. He's not a hitter at all. I mean, that, I'd that's rather have right George now. Springer up with a runner in scoring position than Ryan Maltapia. Just saying. Especially if I know I'm going to use him at some point. Um, but anyhow, I mean, look, that, that's, again, that aside, one for ten with runners in scoring position. They had plenty of chances. Bo Bichette had a great game at the plate. Vladdy Jr., a uh, home run. Um, you know, I mean, those two guys, those two guys carried the load today. They, Zach Collins they had a big hit with two strikes down the right Zach field Collins line on the cutter. He made a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah, those he are, had his weekly those hit. Those are good at bats yeah. from guys. And uh, other than that, though, uh, the talking point is going to be, is going to be Jose Barrios just because we're so used to the 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 top of that you know the the front three of that rotation uh giving the Jays such a good such a good chance but um there you go uh, a couple of balls hit in the screws as well another another really good defensive game from from uh Santiago Espinal I mean it's almost to the point now where I don't even I mean I've stopped sort of taking note of a lot of his good plays because there seems to be at least one or two a night 590-590 is the text line. Game two of the series goes tomorrow back in Cleveland. And uh, I had the pitching matchups right in front of me, and lo and behold, they disappeared. Kevin Gossman Kevin. against Shane Bieber. Yeah, it's not going to get easy, easier tomorrow. Well, it's got, you know, Shane Bieber, what's he going to do? He's going to get you out with stuff away. 
the, the, the breaking ball and the four-seamer. He's a location guy now because he doesn't have really that uptick in the velocity just quite yet. Coming off the injury, the short and spring training, all the things we all talk about. And it's still going to be the same old thing. You're going to have to make some adjustments. You're going to have to take what he gives you. Probably not going to be able to stream together three or four hits in a row. So it will take a good pitching performance and maybe a couple of bloops and bombs. Can they do that? That's the question. Why don't we go to the text line, 590-590? Interesting. Okay, Kevin, now, Mike and Victoria. Just thinking along with you. He's referring to Springer getting the day off. If Teo is back tomorrow, why not give Springer tomorrow off? There has to be some flexibility in scheduling days off. I don't think there is. We, we've, we've had we've, – we've seen Vladdy have a, a day off on, on Canada Day. Like, when it's scheduled, it just seems like it's scheduled. They, they plan these things out way, way in advance. I think you're right. They, they are planned they out know, way in The players are oh, no way in advance when absolutely, it. Absolutely. Yeah. He, knew, he knew three days ago that he was going to have the day off on the travel day going the first game to Cleveland. He knew exactly how they're lining these things up, when he's playing right, when he's DHing. He, they have all of these things planned out. Now, it would – be, be an obvious choice here that occasionally because they're having such issues hitting when it matters the most that you want your best lineup in there. Because let's be honest, I, I like Tapia. Uh, he gives you a decent at bat, but leading off, I, uh, it just, it's, it's, it's 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 just hard to swallow sometimes. Like I, I get it, and it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. And you're trying to keep George Springer. You want you want to wrap him in in bubble wrap. You want to protect him as much as you can. For me, he's an athlete. He's a professional baseball player. His body for me would be easier to take care of. To just get used to playing every single day. Occasionally DH him, but why give him days off? And then you're asking him to come off the bench and trying to hit a hundo with a nasty slider. I mean. Yeah, you could have. If you I'm George had Springer, a, I'm raising. If I'm raising, I'm raising my hand. If I'm George Springer, going, hey, dude, I don't want to do this no more. If I got to come in and hit off that guy, just play me, start me, let me play every single day. The easier thing to do would have been have him pinch it when I said he should pinch it, and he would have been <laughs> facing a hundred then. Oh, yeah, it didn't happen. I, I, look, I, I'm just saying. You know, to me, I'm going to go back to that because to me, it's the same. You know, we we called out Charlie for not pinch running with with, with Alejandro Kirk on first base the other day. Your team ain't scoring runs, Charlie. They're not. They can't do anything with runners in scoring position. You had the best chance of the game, and you left arguably your best or second best hitter right now on the bench. You had a chance to you had a chance to break break the game open, or at least put yourself in position to go ahead. You turned it over to Rymel Tapia. You need a, a fly ball in the air, or a fly ball in the air. Obviously, you're not getting the fly ball in the ground, but you know what I mean. Uh, that that surprised me. When I saw that, I thought, okay, they're giving George a day off. If you're going to give it, I've talked about this. I got no problem with giving a guy a day off if it's a day off. But don't be giving a guy a day off and then pinch hitting him in the ninth inning against a guy throwing 100 when you could have used him earlier in the game with the game in the line. Don't use George Springer to lead off an inning when you could have been using him earlier with, with men in scoring position. And no, I know no, I'm sure not. Charlie's thinking is, hey, even if Tapia doesn't do anything, we got Bichette coming Top, up. We got he Guerrero th- coming he stay- up. What he's thinking is, is Emmer got on base with nobody out on the bunt single. He stole second base. Tapia's coming up who's a left-handed hitter who can pull the ball to get him to third base, which is exactly what he did. You got a guy standing in the on-deck circle who's three for three, who's had quality at bat after quality at bat here lately. You're thinking he's going to have another one. He's going to punch something to the outfield. Got a fast guy at third base. Doesn't take a 
you can do a pop, lazy pop fight in the yeah, outfield. That's, that's what he's thinking. And now it was Tapia's grounder. Who, you're right. It was Tapia's grounder who moved him to third base. So it's so that. You that's, go. You've got that's you've got good, Bo and Vladdy coming up. That's good situational hitting. And then right. when push comes to shove, nobody's pitching to Vladdy. Because when Lourdes is hitting behind him and hitting under 100 with runners in scoring position, and you can tell he's pressing. You can see his at-bats. He takes a ball middle-middle, very first pitch, and then he swings at that nasty secondary pitch down the way, rolls over, fannies out, using nothing but hands, loses the barrel, he rolls over to the to the third baseman, I think it was, and gets thrown out. That's sort of his at-bats right now, especially when it matters. And this is my point. When you see your cleanup hitter in Florida, which I know they know more than we know, Hitting homers, boy, he sure looked nice up here hitting homers. That's all I'm saying. Oh, come on, but I mean that's a, that's a, again that's we have no idea what's going on, and they're gonna they're gonna take their yeah. time and make sure a thousand. It's entirely possible that Teoscar didn't feel great after the game yesterday. Maybe Teoscar, you feel like how do you feel? You ready to come up? They got folks down. I mean that's where the training facility is. They they got way more eyes on them than we do. You're exactly right. I'm so sure they know I, way more than we know. I'm just. Uh, the 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 you know the guy that says that sees these guys pressing as much as they're pressing and trying as hard as they're trying, the harder you try in baseball, the the more you grip the base the the bat, the 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 slower your bat is, and when you do that, you expand, you go outside the zone, you get worse pitches to hit, and what do you do when you do that? Most most people are not bad ball hitters. You got to get a good pitch to hit, and right now they're not doing it. So we mentioned Alejandro Kirk did get his first home run of the year. Hit three decent at bats. Hit the ball hard. Uh, you know, we talked about this on on, on Blair and Barker um, about Alejandro Kirk and and how the workload. We're just we're interested in seeing when this run of games without Danny Jansen is done, and we're led to believe that Jansen could be back next weekend. When this run of games is is done. It'll be interesting to see where Alejandro Kirk's, where his hitting goes the next couple of days. If there's a little more shift in the balance of his game, if his hitting's become a little stronger, then I think it'll, you know, then then we'll, we'll take something, we'll take something away from that because that's kind of what we've been, we've been needing to see. Alejandro Kirk came in here, we knew he could hit, had some questions about his catching. We've seen now that he can catch, but the hitting kind of fell off. Now if he could kind of bring those things up to an even point be good with that hey a question for you about austin uh, austin hedges on first base in that inning and uh stephen kwan's home run austin hedges on first base he's jockeying off there goes to second of the wild pitch do you think he got into barrios's head a little bit there probably not uh, barrios looked to me like he was he was done he sure got into that. kirk's head it looked like uh, he well i guess maybe he he looked to me like uh, Barrios looked like he didn't have his stuff at all. It, it was the when he got the two strikes, just didn't look like he had anything to go to. Normally, he'll have the breaking ball. He can go the sinker, power sinker, elevated. He can elevate the four seamer depending on what side of the plate he's trying to get the guy out with. Occasionally, he'll flip the change up, which he'll do against lefties, which is a decent pitch when it's tailing down and away. Just for whatever reason, the velocity wasn't there on the fastball. He needs the extra couple of miles an hour to make the secondary pitches that much better and. He was done for me when about the third inning came around, and and he would flip the breaking ball a couple of times, and and uh, and it just didn't do anything. And you could tell it was really frustrating him. He just didn't really have an answer for it, whether it was mechanical, 
uh, whether it was the bus ride or the, the, the trip that he took. Could have been a bunch of things for whatever reason. He just didn't have it tonight. This is my point. Every once in a while, your starter is going to have a stinker. And that's when, air quotes, one of the best lineups in baseball needs to show up. And all year we haven't seen the lineup. This is just a, a theme for this lineup is the, the quality of the at-bats over and over and over again has been good. And these good managers and these good, uh, you know, the decent pitchers who can pitch around certain guys and maneuver around certain parts of the lineup like they're doing against the Blue Jays, when in doubt, walk Vladdy. It's real simple. Pitching coach walks out, throw him a bunch of sliders, see if he'll chase. If he doesn't, throw him one that's in the next area code. Walk him because Lourdes Griel Jr. is standing on the on-deck circles. Nothing against Lourdes. Just right now, he's struggling, not getting it done. And this is just one of those nights where they needed to pick it up a little bit and get some better hits and, and have some better at-bats. And It's going to get harder tomorrow. This is why I said when you're facing a pitcher who is really struggling, when you know who you're getting tomorrow, the at-bats need to have a little urgency to them. And I don't know about you, or you're watching the same game that I was watching. I just didn't see those. No, I'm with you on that. 590-590 is the text line. The Cleveland Guardians beating the Jays 6-5 in the first game of a four-game series. We will take a break. Come back with the American League East standings. Go back to the text line. It's Blue Jays Talk with Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Five the final in Progressive Field in Cleveland. A soggy Progressive Field in Cleveland. The Cleveland Guardians beating the Toronto Blue Jays. And now the Bet365 standings update. Bet365, as you know, is the world's favorite sports book. With 63 million members worldwide. 19 plus. Play responsibly. Ontario only. With the loss tonight. The Toronto Blue Jays fall to 16-11 and 11 right now. They are tied for third with the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays are ahead in percentage points. The Rays are 15-10. and 10. They are in second place. They are in Seattle tonight. That game is just starting. The Yankees, they're setting the pace. They are 18-7. and 7. They have the night off. The Boston Red Sox, 10-16. and 16. There is panic in Boston. They're already eight and a half games back. They were Shohei Otani to death, 8 nothing. Today there is panic in Boston. There is big time. Tre- Trevor Story, Trevor Story. That that may be a Boston record for getting your ass booted out of a ballpark that quickly. I, it has not taken long for Red Sox fans to develop a real dislike of Trevor Story. They expect a lot from a guy that they paid a ton of money to. Can't blame him. And they signed him for another. He's only got another six or seven years to put up with Stay that. Stay hot. If you're Baltimore. Bogarts, though, you're if you're Bogarts, you're going. Hey, you keep booing that guy to get me paid more money because they won't want to give me up. Absolutely, absolutely. Twins and Orioles are tied, and uh, again, that is your uh, bet three six five standings update five ninety five ninety is the text line as we uh, chew over a six five loss to the Cleveland Guardians tonight. Not a good night for Jose Barrios, and I guess we'll need to see. Need to hear a little more from 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 Charlie about Barrios. Again, it was a little concerning to see the trainer, Jose Menestral, and Pete Walker out on the mound at the same time. However, Barrios did stay in the game to face a couple of more batters. Um, and he was in the dugout after the game. So, it, I mean, if it was a serious injury, it did not appear to be anything, you know, that, that, that would have required 
any type of treatment. He was sitting in the dugout watching the end of the game. Uh, Alejandro Kirk and Vladdy Jr. homered. Bo Bichette had a really good night at the plate. Looked really good. Three singles. Um, Kevin seems to have his timing back. Smoking the ball. Hitting the ball really hard. And uh, that's, you know, if you're looking for a positive takeaway from this, it's the fact that Bo Bichette got on three times, scored two runs. That this, the first time in a while, the number two and number three spot in the order, they had it going on a little bit tonight. The first time in a while we've seen that. So again, Teoscar comes back, and as Barker pointed out, Teoscar homered in uh, Dunedin today. If Teoscar comes back, he will be rejoining a team. It looks like the other two key hitters in this team, Bichette and Guerrero, may be... I'm not going to say heating up, but they may have righted things. And, and, of course, with George Springer, you pretty much know what you're going to get anyhow. So if the if Teoscar gets back in the top four in the lineup, kind of perform the way they think we're going to perform, um, could be exactly what the Blue Jays need. We talked about the Blue Jays having a couple of chances here in this game. They did attempt to come back. Alejandro Kirk with his home run. Bradley Zimmer reached on an infield hit. The only way Bradley Zimmer is going to reach base other than being hit by pitch. Uh, stole second, went to third on Rymel Tapia's ground out. Barker and I went back and forth. I, I still might have put George Springer in at that point in time to try to get an extra base hit or just try to get somebody that's going to give me a little more contact. But uh, bottom line, is, as Bark points out, was, out, out, Tapia did get Zimmer to third. He was on third with Bo and Vladdy coming up. You gotta like your chances on 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 Bo maybe putting the ball in the air. Didn't happen. Popped up the second baseman, although he gave it a hell of a shot. It was a really good at bat. And uh Vladdy walked, they pitched around him and Guriel hits into a fielder's choice and then the rest of the night we're we're basically we're basically playing out we're basically playing out the string. Ray from Aurora says you should be the hitting coach. Not me, you. Question about Tapia leading off when Springer is off. This is, I mean, I think I know why they did it tonight with the matchup, but uh, this is Mike in Mississauga, and he does ask the question, is there anybody else, Kevin, you would have used up there? Is there anybody else? You know, I don't don't know, Santiago Espinal. I mean, I'm just asking, is there anybody else you would would have put up there at that point? Uh, other than George Springer, there there would there would only be one other option for me. You move Bo and Vladdy up a spot. Now the only issue with that is we all know, conversation after conversation, right. that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hates hitting second because and doesn't he feels that rush? That kind of looks like not like panic, but put it this way: if the, if the Jays players walk into the clubhouse and they see Tapia leading off and know that Springer's going to get the day off, they're probably going, okay, George Springer's getting the day off. If they walk into the clubhouse and see Bo leading off, Vladdy hitting second, Guriel third, somebody, I mean, they may be going, whoa. They may be, or they may be going, it's about time. We're, the, we're last with runners in scoring position. We want our best guys punching first. Maybe that's what they think. Maybe a little mix-up might be a good thing for this team just by it might make it a little harder for managers to match up later in games with, with Vladdy. I don't know. Maybe it turns around to where you're getting a couple of guys on and you can't pitch around Vladdy. Maybe that's the whole point in moving him up to the two spot. Maybe they don't have a choice sooner or later up, but to walk up to Vladdy. Now, again, Teoscar coming back will be huge because now, you know, when they do play George, hopefully they play him most, if not all the time, which I'm sure they will. I'm just over-exaggerating and, and poking fun at that. But 
when Teoscar gets back and everything sort of falls in place, I guess the lineup looks a little better. But right now, with the way they're hitting, Jeff, I would it not be okay to mix it up a little bit, give it a different look? Maybe they'll catch fire. Maybe they'll they'll take it as a as a challenge and go up and maybe it'll look a little different, or maybe they'll go out and it'll look one for ten with runners in scoring position. They look like they've never played before. Brad Elliott is from Botwood, Newfoundland. Jen is from Toronto. They both have the same question for you, Kevin. Jen says, and and this, it's the same point that uh, the other caller, the other texter makes. I think the J shift led to at least three w- runs. Was there an issue with shifting and 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 outside pitching? Like basically, both both Jen and uh, and the other texter are saying they were they, they were wondering whether there wasn't some sort of mix up there or whether. Uh, Barrios didn't follow the plan. Um, it, it's interesting. I did make a note of the fact. Now, I got two. I may have missed a third, and I apologize for that. But there were two hits I saw that went through the shift. There could very well have been a third. Uh, can, can you talk about that? Because uh, the Jays shift more than any than any team in the majors this year. Uh, at least they did. They were you know, a couple of days ago. I haven't. I didn't check last night. Any concern about that shifting too much? No, that that's a great point by Jen. Uh, there's two things that that I know. It's Brad, by the way, was the other credit, other credit. texter made the same point. The other that's those are two great points. That that means they're watching the game. Uh, it's two points here. Sometimes you got to tip your hat to the opposing team. The the offense for the Guardians did a really good job with two strikes of of waiting plate coverage. Uh, taking the ball the other way, which is what I yell and scream about the Blue mm-hmm. Jays trying to do a lot of, is taking what the pitcher gives you, you know, buying into shortening up. It's okay to, to you know, choke up a little bit and just try and play pepper with the baseball. Give the Guardians credit. That lineup did that. And on the flip side of that, the second point I want to make is when you don't have your best stuff, like Barrios didn't have the extra gear to the heater, the extra gear to the sinker consistently, and you don't have the bite on the breaking ball, that's sort of disrupts everything you're trying to do with the shift because you're shifting because he has this stuff this number with that stuff that breaking ball breaks here when he throws it in this count to this guy with this bat path with this amount of bat speed the ball will go here nine times out of ten when the pitcher doesn't have his best stuff and it sort of disrupts where the ball might end up going that's exactly what this is supposed to look like there's no doubt why the blue jays shift as much as they shift because it works eight times or nine times out of 10, Jeff, you know, you watch all these games, mm-hmm. every single out, every single pitch and the really good fans that text into us and call us the fans that really pay attention, understand that it works too. But when you have a pitcher that doesn't have his best stuff and can't locate and doesn't have the gear, it sort of throws a whack out of all the, the shifting in it. That shines a light on how bad the shift could look. But again, Give the lineup credit for the Guardians. They made some adjustments. They had some plate coverage. They hit it where they ain't. And that's the, the whole definition name of the game of a pesky, is when you got two strikes, you battle. The huh? definition of a pesky lineup, isn't it? The Guardians. Absolutely. 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 We, we talked to Tom Hamilton today. He, he said exactly that point is they're not going to scream out thumping you. They're going to hit a bunch of homers, but they're going to battle. They're going to choke up. They're going to try and go the other way. They're going to battle with two strikes. They're very hard to strike out. You know, they got an a excellent hitter in Ramirez, a switch hitter who can dominate 
teams and, and just by the things he can do offensively. And then there's everybody else. And everybody else has to buy into choking up, thinking the middle the other way, doing all those little things that it takes. And yeah, that's a great point by the Texans. But, but it's it's just one of those nights where it didn't work. Before we run, Stephen Kwan, a guy we talked about very early in the year, he had that streak of getting on base, uh, that streak of not swinging and missing at a pitch. Uh, hit his first home run tonight. Again, a pesky guy, a pesky guy. But now that you've had a chance to see him over full game, what do you make of him? Ultimately, good complimentary player. Uh, yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I think so. Good defender, you can tell that. Good base runner, he could steal your base when you have to. Somebody's not paying attention to him. Offensively, he looks like a slap hitter, thinking the mm-hmm. middle the other way first. If you throw a three-two, he can, you know, get it going a little earlier on a heater. Maybe occasionally, you know, he's probably a five to eight homer a year kind of guy who might hit you two sixty, two seventy, two eighty somewhere in that range. Play good defense, run the base as well. I'm with the complimentary player, and that's sort of their lineup. Other than Ramirez. Their lineup is pesky. They're going to run the bases the right way. Terry Francona is going to try and bunny. He'll hit and run like he did tonight. And Blue Jays got to play good. Tomorrow with the Beebs, you better have a good plan or he's going to eat your lunch and they're going to lose 4-2. to two. Well, it'll be Shane Bieber against Kevin Gossman tomorrow, um, which will be one of the marquee pitching matchups uh, on tap in Major League Baseball. There will be a lot of attention in that game. Of course, Kevin Gossman has been – uh, just lights out early in the season, has yet to walk a batter. Uh, you know, we've talked about he may have the most unhittable pitch in baseball. Uh, this will be it's a good guy to have going tomorrow after what happened tonight. Again, we'll wait and see if there's any update on Jose Barrios, but after what happened tonight, it's kind of good to know that you're going back with, with, with Kevin Gossman, who um, has really, has frankly got to have Got to have made a very strong early case, and I say early case, so don't jump on me. He's got to make a strong early case uh, through the first month of at least being in the Cy Young discussion right uh, right out of the gate. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how the Jays respond to this. Equally interesting to see whether or not Teoscar Hernandez is back. As Kevin said, he did play in Dunedin today. He hit a home run. He's had a couple of home runs now in uh, three games with the Dunedin Blue Jays. So you would have to think that perhaps he will be ready to return soon. So the final tonight, the Cleveland Guardians 6, Toronto Blue Jays 5, Game 2 of the series goes tomorrow night. Back at Progressive Field in Cleveland. Blair and Barker tomorrow from 10 to noon on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Joe West, the umpire, former umpire, is going to join us. I'm just going to let him and Kevin go at it. I'm going to stand back. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feature Wild Side Baseball fans.